in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. With Putin's ongoing invasion of Ukraine, we've also mm. been thinking about world domination. Mm-hmm. We have. Yeah, we're talking. We've been planning over a, over a horrific vegan dinner. Um, what you we- cooked it. You cooked it. So, you know, sledge it away. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I'd- I'm vegan, by the way. I don't know if I've told our listeners yet. Oh, but- that? And you like cats? Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I'm vegan and I like cats. There you go. So I was I was thinking we need, you know, eventually everyone mm. dips into the fucking, what is, you know, essentially glorified begging of Patreon. Yes. Which, you know, if yeah. it works, it works. What our levels would be. Mm. We're thinking level one, stick a pack. A dollar? Oh. Oh, like a dollar if you just want to kick in. <laughs> We'll rattle the can outside of fucking Starbucks. <laughs> Kick in if you can. <laughs> Keep us from doing real damage in the world. Yeah, that's true. That's maybe true. Maybe five bucks, stick a pack. Mm. Maybe mm. maybe fifteen bucks a month. You might get a signed uh, transcript of one of the shows. Thousand dollars. <laughs> There's got to be a thousand dollar reward. That one that no one ever goes for, but it's there. Yeah, yeah. Thousand dollars might not be enough because we've seen with mm. the pandemic what some people are prepared to pay for. But we're yes. thinking. Yeah. Well, you're thinking. Well, because I need to get rid of it now. But $1,000 will secure you the Shure SM57 microphone that Liz farted on last week. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe. I had no idea what an 18th century coquettish lady you were. Honestly, if people had seen you yesterday, you just like you just threw your headphones away and you ran out of this room screaming your girlfriend's name, looking like you were about... To faint, because just one little, one little poof of air, one little poof of air. You, if you think that was air, that was a little poof. That was miasma. <laughs> oh God! Look, I'd bottle it and I'd drop it on the Russian invading forces if I could. That's against the Geneva Convention. Mustard gas was outlawed in 1920. <laughs> but it's vegan, so you know. Oh yeah, it can't possibly hurt anything. Yeah, you know. It's yeah. fine. Other other vegans are immune to it, so yeah. it's how we weed them out. Yeah, it's been a hell of a day for that because we've got a sick dog here in the house at the moment. Jack the house podcast dog Aww. has doggy gastro. Yeah, poor little papa. You know, what? I think he's just a little bit upset about Ukraine. He probably, you know, yeah. and just the the stress. Yeah, of so, it all. So that's been coming out in liquid form. Mm. It's uh, it's been manifesting. And uh, we've got my son sitting behind us, thankfully with headphones on, mm. so he can't actually hear what we're doing. But he's watching the Scooby-Doo episode of the uh, the Australian Yowie that we covered. Ah, oh, the Yadamata Yahoo! Yeah, and Woo! for some reason it's an outdoor music festival involving Kiss. <laughs> it's fucking rad. Oh my God, only Scooby-Doo. you got to love Scooby-Doo. Only Scooby-Doo. Oh my Lord. Well, on like a, a happy and uh, positive note, yeah. did you know that um, the International Space Station um, have come back? It's very interesting. A new historical monument uh, can, is actually, you can actually see it from space now. Really? Yeah. The balls of the Ukrainian <laughs> president <laughs> now seen from space. Zelensky. It's official. Yeah. There you go. You see him from space. Yeah. Well, yeah. fucking just follow the trail of destruction pretty much. Oh, my. Either from him dragging it like Coxquatch 
Or from the bombs coming at him. <laughs> Seriously, he could use them to like deflect missiles the size of those cojones. Yeah, like that's he's got Chernobyl balls. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Radiation leaked out and he's like Russian Hulk, who's Ukrainian Hulk. I tend out there's massive nads. I have big cabbage nads. <laughs> Thank you, Ukrainian Hulk. Oh my god, yeah, he is setting like needles off the chart, like all over yeah. the place. Oh my god. It He's t- got sperm like salmon swimming upstream. <laughs> slap into your face. Oh my god. I think his salmon have like pulled up weapons and <laughs> they're what's holding up they're like those the- dolphins that were trained to take limpet mines <laughs> off boats. Definitely. I think that's what it could be. Oh my god. Who knew that finding out a man had like death squads after him yeah would would be like such a turn on for like people like oh oh yeah. you, you you have putin's death squad after you that's kind of hot makes every other so-called edgy comedian in the world seem pretty tame doesn't it <laughs> oh ricky gervais oh i'm gonna say some stuff about god oh i'm fucking edgy no <laughs> Yeah, give up, give up comedy to become a fucking dude currently being hunted by a Chechen death squad. <laughs> dude, dude, do you th- do you think there is any moment between now and then where he's like, should have stuck to comedy? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would have. Because you know the Montreal festival's coming up. He could've, well, he yeah, could have been there. Oh, he's gonna have to cancel his dates, man. Yeah, yeah, oh, fuck, is postponed. It- yeah, oh, refund. <laughs> he could have been coming down for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yeah, oh, he's definitely going to have to delay all them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Who'd ask for a refund <laughs> at this stage? How much of a prick do you have to be? I want my money back, Ukraine. Oh, my God. But, you know, there's, there's definitely, there's lots of, you know, if everyone's like stressed and worried, there's lots of charities out there, you know, um, who are raising money, you yeah. know, to do things for the people and the animals um, of Ukraine. So if yeah. you can, you know, stretch out, give them a helping hand. I told you there's a guy who runs a cat cafe in Lviv in the Ukraine. Mm. Um he was just reporting, you know, to give updates to let everybody know because his cats have, you know, worldwide followers. Yeah. To let everyone know that him and his cats, you know, were doing okay. He's got 20 cats. They couldn't leave. They were staying there. Um, it started with someone saying, I want to give you money to yeah. buy cat food. And it was like $50,000 overnight. So, yay. Yeah. So, if you're going to donate, make sure it's one of those legitimate charities and not the Russian bots on Twitter <laughs> asking for cryptocurrency donations. Yes. Yes. No. Yeah. No cryptocurrency. No things yeah, yeah send guns not nfts yeah don't and if anyone asks you for rubles say no <laughs> <laughs> although it might be a good time to get in on that action oh my god is isn't someone was saying the exchange rate is like um a thousand dollars will buy you forty five thousand rubles yeah it's it's pretty well tanked and i'd fuck it now's the time to get on there and buy some of those old fucking russian cameras <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> russian optics are fucking great <laughs> oh there you go Oh, maybe could we buy our own tank and then turn it around? I'm pretty sure Ukrainian eBay's got a few. <laughs> oh, they got a, oh my god, can you imagine? Oh my god, I, I've got to get onto like the Ukrainian like eBay store. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna pick up some lit shit. Yeah, I don't think you'd survive long in Ukraine. Me? Yeah. Well, well I mean, apart from the war, but you know, they yeah. they don't live a particularly vegan lifestyle. Oh, well, no, I'd, no, I'd be fine. I'd pack a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine. Everywhere I go, pack a lunch. Uh, that's about all the time you'd be alive. 
You see me, I'll be at the cat cafe. I'll eat some cat kibble. Yeah. Apparently Louis C.K. was supposed to be there doing a gig. The creepy... Yeah, the, the famous masturbator. Apparently he was supposed to be there doing a gig. He was due to do a gig in Kiev. And- Has Putin launched this attack just to wipe out Louis C.K.? <laughs> if, if so, we might have to rethink some things. It's like... I mean, he's, he's friends with Donald Trump. I don't think he's going to fucking draw the line oh. at someone having a fucking wank. Oh, my God. Can you... I, like, I know, like, the, they're saying the Russians weren't prepared, you know, for, like, this pushback yeah. from the Ukrainian people. Do you think they're ready to come over to, like, a hill to have Louis C.K. aggressively masturbating at oh, them? Oh, no. Yeah, that would repel anything. Yeah. See, you're all like, oh, no, people like it, people like it. Really? Then go aggressively masturbate <laughs> against that, like team of heavily armed men and find out if they really like it all right let's get an honest opinion shall we just end up with another of those videos of some young lad crying calling his mum with a ukrainian phone they lied to us mum a redhead mexican man masturbated at me he had a polish name i don't understand (laughs) yeah no that said it'd be good for my career (laughs) the horror the horror well you know what it's uh Oh, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> Where's your segue now? Well, I was going to segue, but then every segue that went through my mind is absolutely terrible. Okay. Like, as in... Everybody wants a pound of flesh. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of... <laughs> speaking of donating fluids. Yeah, speaking of donating fluids. There we go. That's hey. much better than what I was coming with. Um, coming. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're looking at... Blood transfusions. Oh. I mean, what did we ever do before them? Well, I mean, we died, mostly. (laughs) Now, it seems like the simplest of ideas. Every Mormon that listens to us has just gone, this is not the episode for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come back when you're talking about haunted underpants. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is actually coming up with a future episode. Beautiful. I have some, like, walking haunted underpants. Fuck, okay. I'm so excited. Are they the ones that you farted in? Oh, my God, seriously. Do you want to run out of the room? Oh, oh my Lord. She slimed me. <laughs> Wrong end, mate. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, blood transfusion. It's the simplest of ideas. It's like topping up the canteen of a man dying of thirst. You know, a little of your blood to help a poor soul that's been leaking. <laughs> the principle seems simple. But the actuality is a long and bloody tale of poor choices, bad beliefs, and deadly ideas. Guessing by the history of medicine, this is going to be deeply horrific, isn't oh. it? <laughs> In this week's episode, we look at bad blood or bad science making your blood literally boil. Oh. Now, a blood transfusion. It's simple. You're transferring the blood from one being to another. Usually, it could be due to injuries, accidents, or surgery. Now, we. Or an an attempt to steal their vitality. Yeah, your youth. Yes. (laughs) Now, we used to transfer the whole kit and caboodle. 
um, all of the blood straight into you. But now as medical science and knowledge has expanded, we can actually break down the individual pieces of blood. Red blood cells, white blood cells, plasma, platelets. We can now help more people with less blood in ways that they could never have even oh, dreamed of. This is when they separate the blood out into those layers and it looks like those traffic light cocktails you used to get at the old Chinese restaurants in the 70s. Yes, yeah. yes, 100%. I want that bit. <laughs> give, me, give me the squishy bit. <laughs> oh, Now, this is so weird. Around the world each year, approximately, wait for it, yeah. how many units of blood do you think are transferred each year what's a unit what's mm. that like a like a bag like a bag a bag mi- of blood a million 85 million units wow each year but in first world countries the number of blood transfusions each year is actually dropping quite significantly each year now this is Due to a few reasons. Yeah. One of the main ones is basically advancements in surgeries, tools, and practices. Right. So, you know, it's like when my dad had a – he when he had a triple bypass, he was one of the last ones where basically, you know, they crack open his whole chest, you yeah. know, and get in. Now everything is a little keyhole. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. You know, you're not using all that, all that blood. Yeah, right. Now – it's not because Elon Musk is trying to replace our blood with tiny little Teslas. <laughs> tiny little robots. <laughs> we really need to do an episode on his fucking mind experiments on monkeys, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, fucking, yeah, some fascist shit. Is, are we, or is this where he was like getting them stoned? No, he's like putting fucking brain chips into monkeys. And like all the monkeys have died horribly. How come Seth Rogen's still going? <laughs> Now, look, for an example, in the United States of America, um, in 2006, they had 15 million transfusions for the year. Okay. Right. Yep. In 2013, that number had dropped to 11 million. Well, their school shooters are getting more effective at first shot kills. Or, of course, you know, people just couldn't afford. Yeah. <laughs> it could just be 5 million people who just dropped off. Yeah, it's like ordering the options on dinner. Oh, blood? No, no. no. Fucking, I'll just have the leftover bin juice you've got there, please. <laughs> yeah, That'll exactly. do. Just, yeah, make up a cocktail of what's left in There's the syringes. There's some blood in it. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, Lord, vets are considerably cheaper. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, and... Not only is it um, the number of transfusion, but there's also a drop in the amount transferred. Now, this has dropped on average from around 750 mils needed for a person to only 200 mils. Wow. Remarkable. That is, for our American listeners, uh, 200 mils is basically a juice box. Yeah. Yeah, not even a can of Jimmy and Coke. No. I know. (laughs) Sponsored by your liver. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the World Health Organization does recommend that all donated blood be tested for transmissible infections. Yeah, right. So, you know, that's that's everything that they test for. So, you know, if you get a blood transfusion, you know, here in Australia, they've tested it for HIV, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, all the hepatitises, uh, syphilis. Oh. Chagger's disease. Hello. Don't even know what he is, but he's dirty you and we're looking for him. We've got him in Bali. <laughs> and malaria. Hey, there you go. There we go. Because there's no malaria in Australia. <laughs> and we don't fucking want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Malaria and rabies, you keep it to yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. 
Uh, now, most countries do test for them because obviously nobody wants any of that. Like, I'm yeah. alive. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, most countries do test for it. Well, most high and middle income countries do. Yeah. Uh, the World Health Organization has identified at least 25 low income countries that do not test for all of the above. Is that where we get our generic blood from? Look, like our no brand Costco blood? <laughs> yeah, I mean basically it's it's a combination of things. Basically their health system can't afford it. Yeah. Um and as simple they may not have the testing facilities yeah. uh to do it, you know, even if they could afford it. So basically if you feel that you are going to lose your leg, maybe try and see if you can yeah. just hop on a flight to a first world country yeah any young men out there considering maybe going backpacking in uh, southeast asia you should definitely go to cambodia and do one of those tours where they let you throw unexplode ordnance <laughs> and shoot ak-47s from the fucking killing fields what the other problem is that won't end badly at, at all. all which is quite it's quite strange though uh, um i was i was reading and we were like oh <gasps> Like, yeah, for places where, um, in, say, um, Asian countries, where they don't have, uh, say, a lot of the blood types that, you know, a, a lot of African-American people are that are compatible with, yeah. they simply don't have those blood supplies on certain areas on stock. So, you know, if you travel overseas, you may be <laughs> encouraged, you know, uh, to, hey, while you're here, do you want to donate some blood? Because we literally have none of that blood on stock. Okay. Yeah, so you can be very popular. Pay for your backpacking travels. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, just basically just try to keep your legs attached. <laughs> That's all I'm going to recommend in a lower income area. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, some things never change. We may have figured out how to share the blood. We just haven't figured out how to share the wealth. <laughs> but what is truly remarkable, when do you think the first successful human blood transfusions were actually recorded? Right. Well, so it involves at the at the very least it involves some kind of hypodermic needle, which I'm guessing we did not have the capacity to make until maybe the 1800s. Oh, you're so completely wrong. Oh. <laughs> it turns out the first ones were actually recorded as far back as the 1500s. Get fucked. I swear to god. And I actually mean the 1500s. I'm not confusing my numbers. Wow. Wait for it. Spanish conquistadors documented witnessing the Incas performing blood transfusions in the 16th century. Did they Did they literally just pour some blood down a headless corpse? No, literally doing transfusions. Wow. I mean, right before they set about wiping out their entire civilization. <laughs> Look at that. You're like, oh my God, that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I want a sippy blanket. <laughs> uh, now, even though no one had any idea about blood groups at this stage, there was a prevalence of the O blood type um, amongst the regions of indigenous people. So most people were the right blood group, or if they weren't, they had a very strong chance of receiving an O blood, which the own universal go to. There you go. So people were getting transfusions and... 
we don't have um, a lot of information as to whether this was more for life's life-saving treatment or if this was part of a um, sort of, you know, ritual to the gods. Everything was bloody blood rituals to the gods. Yeah. Um, before we could note that down, they were wiped out. That's a very specific god coming down <laughs> going, you put... Take get Jeff, get Jeff. But Jeff's blood and Gary. Jorge, yeah, and just like do that. Yeah, but Gary's bloods. blood in Jorge, and then Jorge, I want you to give it to Sally. They're like what? Just fucking do it. Yeah, whoa, don't make him angry. Do you want to go back to the one where we just chop your heads off and roll them down that fucking temple? Okay, yeah, I just roll it up my sleeve. Rolling up my sleeve. Oh my god! It's oh. like playing the shell game, but with a fucking STI. <laughs> Ta da! You've got syphilis. Oh, no, look, they, they were fu- Actually, you know what? Syphilis. Well, I'm pretty sure it was syphilis. Like, um, for indigenous tribes, basically, when they got it, okay, yeah. syphilis was just a little bit of a rash. Really? It was only when the Europeans got involved that it turned into, like, the big, deadly, disgusting horror show that is syphilis today. Who would have thought? Yeah. Hey, look at us getting involved with everything. Who says we don't create? <laughs> Have a weaponized virus. <laughs> a weaponized STI. Yeah. Winning. Oh, is uh, it, it's a bacteria, isn't it? I don't know. Because oh. you cure it with fucking um, penicillin. You cure it with keeping your legs close. <laughs> <laughs> You've definitely got it. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I fart on your microphone once. Let it go. Oh, my God. I'm trying to give it away. Oh, Lord. But so, of course, you know, in Europe, everybody wasn't in an O blood group. No. So it was not the case in Europe. So these attempts met with fatal results. In the 17th century, William Harvey started blood transfusion experiments. How do you just bring that up? What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> uh, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to take the blood of a dog. A what? I'm going to take the blood of a dog. Like, I'm just going to, like, cut it open. I'm going to put some tubing into it. And then I'm going to cut another dog open. And then I'm just going to, like, pull one dog into the other dog. What'd you do this weekend? A polo? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a smashing sport. <laughs> oh, yeah, so what happens with the, other, with the other dog that's got all the blood? Well, then I pour it back into a chihuahua. <laughs> Great fun. Wow. I'm sciencing. Wow. Yeah, so then when I put all the blood in it, I threw some stones at it. For science. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. William Harvey started doing experiments between animals, transfusing blood from dogs to dogs. And remarkably, very remarkably, some of the dogs survived. Oh, some. Okay. Which, again, how many dogs were involved? Do you know what I mean? So... <laughs> Back to ye oldie pet store again. Another dog, Gary? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to me, it sounds like there was... <laughs> he shakes it to see if it's full. Yeah. <laughs> Squeezes it like an avocado in the shop. This one's ready. You know what? There were no dogs left alive, but when the guy from the council came round to check where all these dogs were, he just had a hand up one like a puppet. It's very good odour. Splash, splash. It seems to be a lot of blood coming out of its mouth. Oh, it's just... It's just... Ah! 
This is what happens when cocaine is the number one painkiller. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh my god, yeah, man, I'm going to transfuse the blood from the dogs. <laughs> Stay, I'm going to tell you about cryptocurrency. What? I don't fucking care. How about we just transfer the blood between dogs? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Oh my god, the RSPCA had very lower standards in those days. That's all I could say. Oh lord. But sadly, he wasn't alone. Oh no. Physician Richard Lower, as in I think couldn't get lower on the food chain, he performed the first probably what was the first documented successful transfusion of blood from one dog to another dog in front of other people? Oh, Jesus. Just at the pub one night? <laughs> Can I? Puts his 20 cents on the pool table. You playing next? No, I need it for something else. Well, remember we did that episode on the What's Your Poison? And they did the yeah. autopsy of that guy just in the pub. Yeah. You know, that someone <laughs> ran off with his, like, intestines in a jar. <laughs> Times so, were different. Yeah, you know, you, you didn't have you didn't have Stan or your Netflix. Yeah, had to make your own fun. Oh Lord. Uh, so, <clears throat> so this is the actual write up and the official records. Oh, what? of the first documented dog to dog transfusion. I'm going to put out a media release. Oh. <laughs> I want the press here. <laughs> oh my Lord. <clears throat> Towards the end of February 1665, I selected one dog of medium size, opened its jugular vein and drew off blood until its strength was nearly gone. Then, to make up for the great loss of this dog by the blood of a second, I introduced blood from the cervical... Not cervical, I really hope it isn't cervical... (laughs) Holy shit. I might have mistyped that. How hard is it to go from sick dog mutilator to that sick? (laughs) So from the artery of a fairly large mastiff, which had been fastened alongside the first. Oh, my god! So he got to see the first dog being drained. Yeah. Excellent. Until this latter animal showed it was overfilled. By the inflowing blood. Oh, my goodness. I'm not sure how you show that you're overfilled. (laughs) But I imagine it's not pretty. Oh, goodness gracious. It's just leaking out of you? Or do you think you just get like that gut when you've been to a buffet? (laughs) Just burped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) After which he, quote, sewed up the jugular veins... Wait for it. The animal recovered with no sign of discomfort or of displeasure. Ah, uh, Dick Lowe, uh. I guarantee that dog was displeased. I guarantee it. I don't go back to the groomers again. <laughs> I don't have to be the dog whisperer, but I'm pretty sure that dog is going to shit in your shoes if yeah. it had the strength. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Meanwhile, the Mastiff's just like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) So, the physician had transferred the blood of one dog into another dog. So, clearly, clearly, there's only one step where we could go from here. You put the blood of a Mastiff into another dog. Yeah. I think we all see where this is going. Oh, we're going cats or he's going bigger. Horses? 
clearly we this is the stage where you jump on in and start putting animal blood into human beings pronto. What? Yes. Oh my god. You need a person positions next to your mastiff. That's what you need. Oh. Oh. Seriously, what the hell is wrong with our species? We are so weird. We are so weird. What is our fascination with this? Keep it to your species, people. Yeah. How many times do I have to say it? Wow. Oh, Lord. So let me get this straight. You couldn't say that the earth was round Mm -hmm. or the Pope would set you on fire. Mm. But you could try and top someone up with dog blood. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. (sighs) As long as it was a mastiff. Oh, very good. If it was a chihuahua, well, that's just weird. Mexican blood. Yuck. (laughs) Give me good British blood. Yeah, exactly. Proud British Mastiff stock. <laughs> Get away from me, boy. I want swan blood. <laughs> Get me one of the Queen's swans immediately. <laughs> Pheasant blood. Is that why the Queen owns all the swans? In case she ever needs a blood transfusion. No, because people used to eat them. My son is in the room. <laughs> <laughs> He's now getting himself a drink. He's just giving you the finger. (laughs) He's getting rat blood. Um, (laughs) Sometimes I enjoy your child. Yeah. And the fact that I can leave. (laughs) Oh, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) All right, what's your Scooby-Doo, dickhead? Yeah, thank you. Ugh. He's going to go to school one day and be that kid who just goes, my dad does a podcast. And every other parent's going to go, when have a visit? I already told everybody. <laughs> Do they think I'm a loser? No. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're too young to know. Yeah, they're too young they're to too know. Young to Their know. parents, however. Yeah, are calling yeah. services immediately. Because <laughs> when the, the birthday invite comes from my boy, they're just like, oh, podcast dad. No, thank you. Oh my god, he's gonna start, you know, <laughs> transmitting live. Fucking <laughs> hell! Oh, Tonight is a loose episode. Oh. A bit like your anus. It's dedicated to your grandma. Fuck you. <laughs> Claire oh. was a fucking saint. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was. She was a patriot. Oh my god, the things that that woman had transfused into her <laughs> for the war. American fluids. Oh. Good old Pennzoil. Uh, I tell you, if she was alive today, she'd be over there for you, Ukraine. <laughs> Other people may stand for Ukraine. Your grandma would lay down for Ukraine because <laughs> she's a patriot. Oh, Lord. So, where were we? <laughs> okay, so first documented account. Of a blood transfusion from an animal to a human being, where do you think it happened? What part of the world? Oh, Germany. It was France. Oh, wow, really? Of course it was France. Dr. Jean-Baptiste Denis, who was the physician to King Louis Fourteenth. Right. On June the 15th, 1667, I think we're starting to see a pattern of why they killed off all the uh, monarchy. Yeah. They'd gone barking mad. <laughs> well, this guy's got a big syphilis workload to deal with. Mm-hmm. And he, oh. he didn't have any inkers to tap their blood. <laughs> so what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, June 15th, 1667, he transfused the blood. What animal do you think they used? Oh God, it's France. It's got to be a pig. 
the blood of a sheep. Really? Into a 15-year-old boy. Oh, God. Because nothing says, like, legitimate experiments, like experimenting (laughs) on children. Imagine that shopping list. I'm going to need a sheep (laughs) and a boy. (laughs) Anything else, Father? (laughs) Yeah, get out, Vicar. Just get out of this store. Although... Big Catholic country, France. (laughs) It was 1667. Like, Mm. 18 wasn't that, like, your life expectancy. So, 15 was probably, you know, he had a job, a car, and a mortgage. Well, there you go. The doctor's only 12. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to mush them together, see what happens. <laughs> That's why he just got a little lamb. He just thought it was cute. <laughs> Make him kiss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he decided to put the blood of a sheep into a 15-year-old boy. <sighs> the physician then transfused blood from the same sheep into a labourer. Oh, God. Now The, the control labourer. <laughs> <laughs> miraculously. Yeah. The boy, the labourer, and the sheep all survived the procedures. For how long? But it is now believed that this is only because the doctor actually only transferred the smallest oh. amount of blood into the boy and the labourer. Wow. Okay. So we are talking just a little... Bloop. Yep. Like, we- it, like, a, like an Angus Tura bitters into a cocktail. <laughs> Like a squirt of a lemon. Now, because of the tiny amount transferred, both were lucky enough to withstand the huge allergic reaction that ensued. Oh, no. So it wasn't enough to kill them, but it was enough to make their life a living hell. So, yeah, I mean, clearly you're going to pack this up. Like, this is clearly... We we put a drop in and they've started... You know what? Let's. This is a. This is a no. Yeah. This. This definitely a no. Yeah. The physician decided after the success of his first two transfusions. Oh, success is that what we're calling it? <laughs> in French terms of 1667, they're still alive. They're twitchy, but they're breathing. Winning. I suppose if they're going by their military uh, record, that is success. That is success. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So. After his success, he decided to transfuse blood into a Swedish baron. What? Baron Bond. Gustav Bond. Why? After two transfusions, the baron died. Were these people sick previously? Or was it just... (laughs) They weren't sick before. (laughs) Was it just, let's see what happens? Fuck. Let's see what happens. I imagine, I'm going to imagine they were just in it for the, you know what, you know what rich people are like? They're like, I'm bored. I've done everything. Like, I've, I've eaten a thousand goose eggs. I've eaten otters. I've made love to a seal. There's nothing left to do. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'll get the blood of a lamb transfused into This me. was the NFTs of the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're rich. <laughs> get some fucking dog blood in you. <laughs> so, he's had a go with a Swedish baron. Killed the Swedish Baron. <laughs> Whoops. So people might have been like, oh, you know what? I might have a little bit of hesitancy. Yeah, because you put a drop in that kid, nearly sneezed himself to death. Yeah. You yeah. put a bit in a Baron, definitely carked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, a man of science would switch to horse blood. You know, well. Yeah. So the physician did what he could do. 
He lined up a man who was suffering from mental illness. Oh. Antoine Morey. And it said about proving how safe and awesome it was going to be if he instead transfused the blood of a calf into Antoine. Was this to try and cure him of his madness? Before mad cow disease? Is this this what they were trying to do? Well, actually, um, the physician said about proving that his blood transfusion was going to work by, according to his schedule, so we'd mapped it out, he wasn't just trying stuff willy-nilly. He had a program. He was going to perform several transfusions into Antoine. Oh, God. In the asylum. Although the physician did hit a small setback with Antoine dying after the third transfusion. Oh, my God. (laughs) Meanwhile, in London... Because nobody wants to be outdone by the French, especially the the British. No. Physician Lowe, back at it again, (laughs) six months after the death of Antoine in France, decided to set up his dog-to-dog transfusions again (laughs) by performing the first animal-to-human transfusion. I want to see the movie with this with Benedict Cumberbatch. In it. Oh, it doesn't work one way. Let's try it the other way. What do we get it? If instead of going clockwise, if we go anti-clockwise, run it through a couple of times. Oh, Lord. Now, the lucky human involved was Arthur Koga. To make things all above board, Arthur was paid to be the first human guinea pig. He was paid 20 shillings. Ooh. Roughly about $175. Oh, God. So it's, it's basically a CMAX study. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Was I, he a uni student? I did one of those where they're like, look, you're either getting a pill that will like protect you against cholera. Yeah. Or it's sugar. <laughs> and they and like basically all it was was they would call you a week later to be like, are you dead? And I'm like, nah. And then they'd call you six months later and they're like, are you still not dead? And I'm like, nah. Took a sample of blood, 800 bucks. That's not so bad. Yeah. Best. I mean, it's... You didn't go back for the one where they're like, we're going to give you toad blood. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) What? I'm sorry. We're going to give you calf blood. No, I'm sorry. I'm vegan. (laughs) Beetroot Uh, juice it is. Yeah. Woo. Oh my God. Just one poor little beetroot on the table next to me. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, he got paid about $175. You can see where Mary Shelley's ideas were coming from, can't you? There was also, I mean, I kind of don't want to even bring it up. Like, this is just, you know, fine print kind of stuff. I mean, it might have possibly slightly been just a little tiny small ethical problem. I mean, you know, by today's standards, we're also politically correct. Um, You see, Arthur... Koga was already hospitalised, being, quote, the subject of a harmless form of insanity. Oh. So, yeah, they took someone with a mental disorder who had no capacity for a judgment, gave him 20 shillings. Yep. And then got him involved in weird human blood transfusions. (laughs) But did they pay the dog? That's what I want to know. This dog walking around with a <laughs> blinged up chain. 
Where'd you just get... like gold teeth. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Killed a person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, again, before the members of the Royal Society, lower, <clears throat> again from the journal, Yeah. superintended the induction in Arthur Coeg's arm at various times of some ounces of sheep's blood at a meeting of the Royal Society and without any inconvenience to him. (laughs) I mean, apart from the fact that, you know, he was mentally insane and couldn't communicate, yeah, I'm sure this wasn't, you know, inconveniencing him at all. No. Uh, Lord. Now, going back to what you were saying earlier, this just taps into just how batshit crazy everybody was back then. The reason... There was a reason they used sheep's blood this time. Okay. The reason the sheep's blood was used, because the crazy idea floating around, you know, with the ether and the cocaine. Okay. Can I take a guess? Okay, go for it. So the guy was mentally ill. Yeah. They figured by giving him the blood of a sheep, he would become docile and follow instruction. Oh my God, 100%. Really? Yes. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, no, that... Was exactly, they thought if you injected the blood of an animal, it would affect the person that was injected with the blood. Wow. So, if you had, say, you had, like, an heir to your inheritance who was a little bit cowardly, you would have him injected with the blood of a lion. Ah. And he would become a mountain of a man. Christianity has a lot to answer for. So, Mm. if I drink your blood, I'm like you. Yes. A hundred percent. So, yeah, it was right. They used sheep because they thought it would turn him into a shy, gentle little lamb. Wow. Ah, Lord. There is no further documentation of poor Arthur, but it is safe to say he did not run off to become a captain of industry. (laughs) Um, More likely somebody's roast dinner. Yeah. Lower, however, moved to London. Oh, yeah, success takes you places, doesn't it? And his practice became so large that he had no more time for research and abandoned all research. And I think I speak for everybody when I say thank fuck for that. Yeah. Oh, but who's like, oh, yes, that's that guy who was yeah. doing those weird things with the sheep. Quick, get me an appointment. A fucker one goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, we say he chose this, but coupled with the fact that this whole idea of mixing blood of humans in animals uh, was controversial, to say the least. Good. By the end of the year in 1668, both the English Royal Society and the French government both banned the procedure. Leave it alone. Keep it in your species. (laughs) (laughs) Although some on the fringes of society simply moved outside these areas to continue their research. They didn't even have Google back then. They actually had to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've done my research. There's a dog (laughs) sticky tape to a cat. (laughs) Yeah. Literally those people are now going to the shitholes of humanity. Which led... To the Vatican having to condemn human animal blood experiments in 1670. When the Vatican is the voice of reason. <laughs> Who the fuck saw that coming? Wow. <laughs> and also. 
also, it's happening so much around the world, the Vatican has to get involved to put a stop to it. Still toasting marshmallows on the fucking embers of Copernicus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, oh, okay. Stop putting dog blood in people. I know, seriously. Oh, my God. And it was like, and back in those days, it would have literally was just some guy who literally had like some priests who had to walk from town to town. Yeah. Yo, stop putting dog blood in people next town. Stop putting dog blood in people. What? What the fuck are the French doing now? What the fuck? What it, it was a Jerry, wasn't it? It was Jerry down the road. I always knew there was something wrong with that guy. I only do cows. <laughs> The Vatican says no. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, so, luckily, that stopped for a little bit. Yeah. And it would not be until the 19th century that the study of blood and its transfusion began to once again pick up pace. In 1818, British obstetrician Dr. James Blundell attempted to transfuse blood via a syringe. Oh. And in that year performed the first successful transfusion of human blood to treat a human woman who had hemorrhage during childbirth. Okay. The doctor took four ounces of blood from the woman's husband and transfused it into the wife, who thankfully survived. Hey. Now, between 1825 and 1830, the doctor would perform this course of action on ten different parties. Five of which survived. That's pretty fucking good odds back in those days. The doctor invented a whole series of instruments for blood transfusions and became rich, making around $2 million or $50 million in today's money. Fair enough. But still, blood transfusions were seen as risky as many people died after the procedure. So it was largely shunned by the medical establishment. So that's the end of blood transfusions for a while, right? Wouldn't you say? You'd think so. People. What are we in, 1818? Uh-huh. Yep. In the middle of the 18th century, <laughs> some physicians concluded that the principles of transfusion were sound... That wasn't the problem. The problem was what they were transferring. Ah, they weren't using the blood of heroic enough dogs. So in 1854, in Toronto, Canada, Canada's getting it on it, the question, got milk, was about to take on a whole new meaning. You are kidding me. James Bovell and Dr. Edwin Hodder, although I am calling I am calling question into question their medical degrees. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally the day where you read a book and you called yourself a doctor. Oh, very much. Yeah. yeah. The two finger waggle, as I say it, doctors believed that the fatty oil particles in milk once injected into the human body, would be transformed by the body into white blood cells. What? Because why wouldn't a completely foreign substance from a completely different creature just spontaneously change into human blood once inside the body? I mean, why would that not happen? Clearly, that's totally, that's that's what's going to happen. 
I can say that with confidence. Would you? Would you agree? Yeah, that's clearly Fuck. what's going to happen. How did these people ever become doctors? <laughs> they read a book. Did they? <laughs> did they? Might have been a playboy. Or were they just the two Canadians at that time who were shit at cutting down trees? <laughs> the only two who couldn't make it as lumberjacks. Yeah. <laughs> You can be the doctor. Get the splinters out of my fingers. What if I inject milk into you? Yeah, we will blow the splinters out of your body. <laughs> Although, asking to inject milk into a lumberjack is an entirely different fantasy for many people. Right? <laughs> and not unreasonable, yeah. Uh, hello, Pornhub. What would we do without you? <laughs> That's a question Rush is asking right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. So, yeah, it's, it's totally going to work. I mean, that's why we all know. That's why you never kill anyone in a wine barrel. I mean, just as fast as you're stabbing them and they're bleeding, the wine's just going to go back into their holes and just filling them back up again, man. Like, hey, that's just science, man. Yeah. Everybody knows that. <sighs> their first <sighs> finger waggle volunteer. <laughs> yeah. Was a 40 year old man who was no doubt either hospitalized, mentally challenged, or on his deathbed, or possibly all three. Yeah. We're just, I think we're safe <laughs> in making that assumption. Oh, Lord. The man was injected with 12 ounces. 12 ounces? 12 ounces, or approximately less than a third of a litre. Would that be about right? I don't know what's a, isn't a fluid ounce. Yeah, what's I don't know what that is. Yeah, so get with the fucking metric system. <laughs> the man appeared to be fine afterwards. <laughs> so <laughs> the next five times their patients died, it would seem they all died quite quickly and quite horribly. Oh dear Jesus. After the so I think it was a case of they went, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, totally. He's he's fine. He's that fine. That guy who had no last name and nobody <laughs> knows where he lives and we can't check out him. He's fine. Like he left here, like he just ran out. He was feeling so good. It's just a pile of maple leaves with flies and some boots. <laughs> yeah, just don't worry. It was just you know, just just a, a raccoon died. Just don't worry about that. Step over the, the raccoon. Ugh, you killed me. Shut up, raccoon. Oh Lord. So, yeah, that guy was totally fine. But the next five times, yeah, the patients died uh, quite quickly afterwards. Mm. And quite horribly. Yeah, I imagine so. After these horrendous results, milk transfusions spread throughout North America. Of course they did. It's such a hit. <laughs> Becoming largely a popular way to finger waggle treat people with consumption or tuberculosis to you of fancy course, types. Of course. This is like the Gwyneth Paltrow of their day. Oh, absolutely. It was also used to treat other health ailments such as cholera. <laughs> After this transfusion of milk into their bloodstream, quite quickly people would realise they still had tuberculosis. But now they had tuberculosis and rapid involuntary eye movements, severe headaches, and chest pains. Ah, uh, yeah. But luckily, very luckily, and overwhelmingly, most would quickly become comatose and then die quickly after the transfusion. This is a weird and slightly moribund 
side take on this. Mm. But with all these states in America that can no longer access lethal injection drugs, <gasps> why don't they just go for a fucking fluid ounce of milk? <laughs> Just straight to the vein. There you go, Bundy. <laughs> yeah, if you if you if you just don't worry too much about like the eye twitching, yeah, you know, and the it, it just you know, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Do it on the cheat, the Costco version. Absolutely, Costco fucking execution. Yeah, because you tie it to a lawn chair. <laughs> well, actually, I was reading somewhere that the states that do commit. Um, uh, lethal injection. Lethal injection are actually having a problem because apparently it's getting harder and more expensive to get the drugs. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So you know they want to prop up the dairy industry. <laughs> exactly. Or <laughs> all, all fucking all executions are moving to Wisconsin. <laughs> all ex- executions are now sponsored by the dairy industry. <laughs> oh no. Oh oh lord. So, yeah, uh, everybody died really quite quickly. Exemotion. Uh, oh, God. But considering how well this is going on humans, it was clearly only a matter of time before someone tried it on an animal. Of course. <laughs> one Dr. Howe, which one can only assume that the irony of his name haunted him as he was repeatedly asked, how did you become a doctor? And how... <laughs> How did you get in here? And how are those mental health checkups going? Dr. Dr. Howe wanted to check if it was just a simple, a procedural issue. Or was it the fact that we were injecting animals' milk into human veins that was killing so many people? Dr. Howe, as in, Dr. How are you not going to prison? <sighs> Cut the main vein on a dog... Until it passed out. Oh. He then filled the dog with milk. (laughs) It's a fucking Tim Burton film. (laughs) Here, Milky. I'm going to fill it with milk and feathers. (laughs) And dreams. (laughs) What do you know? Oh, it died? It died. Who'd have thunk it? I know. So, Doctor, how are you allowed to get away with this repeatedly? Did the procedure with a second dog. You're not going to believe what happened. I've seen Mythbusters. I know how this goes. They kill the dog until eventually they just blow one up. Yeah, it was the, it was the same result. Yeah. Uh, next, Dr. How Come No One Is Called Security repeated the act again. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, dog died oh, again. no. Ah, dog died again. Oh. Doctor, how come no one has put you in the ground? Did this to several dogs, all of whom died before he thought, huh, you know what? I, I don't think the milk works. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought maybe, you know, the first six were a coincidence. <sighs> so then, Doctor, how do you still have a medical license? Decided, no, the milk was fine. He just used too much of it. Of course. Because it's like risotto. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Once it's spoiled, you can yeah. never get that back. Yep. So, Doctor, how come you hate dogs so much? Experimented with transfusions, losing less milk. <laughs> Guess what? They died? All the dogs died. Oh, my God. Are you a scientist? I think so. I've are thrown a, a rock scientist? at a dog before. Oh, God. 
So then Dr. How was he not stopped by anybody still felt that milk was still the answer. <laughs> Even though the trail of dead dogs proved otherwise. <sighs> but the problem seen clearly by no one but himself was the fact that uh, the problem... <sighs> It was the goat's milk he had been using that was the problem. You you fool! How could he not have seen the problem? He had to start harvesting human milk. What? (laughs) What? How do you justify your titty obsession? It's for science! (laughs) As he just starts grabbing titties. Wow, imagine rolling up for that job. Yeah. A pile of dead dogs in the corner and he's there. I just want to suck your titties and spit it into a cup. But it's for science. <laughs> I'm, it's not, I'm not a fucking miscreant. I mean, oh God, I mean, I'm not French. It's <laughs> science. <laughs> into a big bucket. Jesus, oh, oh, like a French movie. <sighs> yeah, sorry. Every French movie eventually will have breast milk. A man just, just a man killing dogs, someone expressing breast milk, and yeah. probably a woman with hairy legs pissing in the street. Yes. That's oh, my F- God, it's so F- French. It's like I'm there. Mm, yeah. Mm, I can smell it. <sighs> so in 1880, Dr. How Do People Let Him Near Their Family Members was presented with a woman with lung disease. Oh, okay. Was the disease that she had lungs he wanted to get to? Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> yes. Dr. How are we still talking about him? Injected the woman with milk. Breast milk. Oh my god. And almost she almost immediately stopped breathing. Fuck. Luckily, Dr. How, did he not kill her, was able to revive the woman with injections of morphine and whiskey. What? What? At this point, this is like a fucking bad barbecue recipe. It's just like, you got your turkey, you just inject all the fat into the sides of it, like the tallow goes into the beef. Yeah. You know when you have, like, you've, you've put so much effort, like, into a recipe and then you just add something or too much and yeah. you completely stuffed it, but you're like, I've spent hours cooking this, I can't just abandon it. So you're literally just throwing in every tin and every piece of shit spice you have in your cupboard to try and bring yeah. it back. This is what he started doing to this woman. Injections of whiskey. Mm-hmm. I have my injection of uh, bourbon right now. Mm. You would be revived mm. by that. So, yeah, so he pumped a lot of morphine and whiskey uh, into her. Dr. Motley Crew. <laughs> I'm the one to make me all right. I'm the one to make me all right. Uh, oh, he then also, I don't know, somebody like goofed around with some like, I don't know, pff, bullshit air to the lungs or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And she came back, but we all clearly know it was the morphine and whiskey injections yeah. that saved her. You know, the hair, the air breathing just helped blow the cobwebs off. Yeah. You know, really. Yeah. Um, and then probably, I mean, this was done after someone pointed out that you don't apply the air through her titties, I'm sure. But if you can suck milk out, surely you can blow air <laughs> you in. You can blow air in. <laughs> <laughs> it like feeds a space life. hopper. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to inflate those fuckers. As he tries to bounce her titties around the room. <laughs> I'm a scientist. It's not weird. <laughs> this is how we learn. It's called learning, Cyril. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that's her him literally <laughs> hopping her around the room. Now to inflate her uterus by blowing into her pussy. <laughs> Quick, do a transfusion to her cervical artery. What? Oh. I don't know what I was thinking that made me type cervical artery. Jesus Christ. Oh Lord. If there's any doctors out there, let us let us know about the cervical artery. And do you ever do anything with it? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it won't be a man doctor. He won't have been able to find it. <sighs> but would you believe by 1884, milk to blood transfusion had reached an expiry date? Oh. And to the betterment of sick people everywhere. 1884. Was finally thrown in the trash. Holy shit. But not before. And da da da. This is going to be a two-parter. Okay. Yeah. Before we before we move on, um, yeah. So I think next week we're just going to have a little bit of a touch on. There was some documented cases of milk being used. Uh, uh, basically, it was, it was a hospital that was set up. There was a cholera epidemic. Right. And in this documented journal, the medical journals, basically, so you had the hospital and the people that they thought maybe there's a chance they could survive or they were rich would go into the hospital. Outside the hospital was a tent for the poor people or the people who weren't going to make it anyway. Yeah. And then behind that was there was another tent where it was just like, who are you fucking kidding? (laughs) You're here for the milk injection. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dear. And so basically, uh, one uh, finger waggle doctor yeah. who still believed in the possibility of milk transfusion took six other doctors out to the tent. And just you know, come on, man. Yeah, just come on. Just something to show you, man. Just have the tent, tent. No, not that tent. The bad tent. So he took them out to the bad tent and he showed them a person and uh, basically said, Look, this person, you'd all agree. This person is completely stuffed. They're going to die. There's absolutely no way they can be saved. I mean, poor guy in bed. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> they said it was just a fever. Take a Panadol. I'd be fine. Yeah, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> so he had all the other doctors confirm that, yes, no matter what they did, this, this patient was going to die. There was absolutely no chance for this patient. To which he responded, well, then it won't matter <laughs> if I just inject some milk into him. So he injects milk into him and he dies horribly. Yeah. So then five of the six doctors who came down just left. One hung around and he's like, well, do another another one. You'd confirm that this other patient has no chance of surviving. So, you know, I mean, they couldn't get any worse. Nothing I do to them is going to make them worse. So he injected milk into them. Yeah. And uh, they uh, died horribly. Yes, but uh, so next week we're going to look into after this went tits up, honk, <laughs> space hopper, honk. What were the next things that we tried with the world of blood, <sighs> including blood transfusions from the dead? No, and a government secret government experiment where the U.S. government. And its navy tested on American prisoners. Oh my god! Whilst trying to create a new weapon. Oh no! The power of blood. That's the power of, of blood. blood. Wow! So that's in next week's episode. So something to look forward to. Pour yourself a cup of 
a cup of yeah. soy milk and just remember 1884 that was pretty close to like the internal combustion engine and cars and modern mechanization when you think about it it's really not that long ago it's not it's like two grandpas ago yeah it's not that far ago <laughs> that you could go to the fucking doctor and get a shot of milk yeah yeah fuck you could also get a shot of massive blood <laughs> up your cervical line yuck <laughs> So, yeah, but, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. If, if you had to pick, if you had to pick an animal, what animal do you think you'd like to be transfused with the blood of? A uh, human? You know, no, like full, like, island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, okay. Um, thylacine, Tasmanian tiger. Oh, why? Uh, well, because they were an incredible uh, marsupial mm. in their time. They could open their jaw like a snake. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I don't know, they're just kind of cool. They're, they're also extinct. They are extinct, which so is, means it's it, hard for you to find blood to prove it this. Did, it, did. <laughs> it didn't have the common sense to survive, but sure, okay. Yeah. That's that's an interesting one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, oh, my God. Clearly, clearly I want the blood of a panther. Yeah. <sighs> Pantera. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's who I'd choose. But, you know, that being said, I like to keep it um, in my species. We've said this before. Keep it in your species, out of your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got nothing. I'm just, I still, in my mind, I'm just picturing that doctor riding that woman, that poor dead woman around in his lab, like, <laughs> like, like. A- Slapping her titties. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Harridan. Wake up. You know, we build her for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So just remember that, uh. Real mothman eat the carpet. And scientifically, look at the dick. 